Much more live with Aaron, Josh, John. Woo-hoo. What's yo, up, yo, y'all? Yo, yo. Welcome What's to happening? Harry Hog Football. It is the traditionally, uh, the, as, as of late, the traditionally some of the Redskins season, the off season. Mm-hmm. Things are starting to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Things are barely starting to happen. Come uh, Saturday, of course, the big news is we're either going to be very jubilant. Or um, you once again upset. Damn pissed off. Yeah, about Art Monk. There's no way around it. We're gonna be damn pissed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many years has it been now? Seven, I think. It's uh, seventh year in eligibility. Uh, but for Russ Grimm, it's his eleventh, which is uh, surprised he's still on the list. He's still getting that many votes. It's kind of surprising. Do you think it's because he's coaching? Do you think they're waiting to see what he's going to do as a coach? No. I think it's. I think maybe the fact that he's a coach and his name is still out there is part of the reason that he's still making the final list, to be honest. Because, you know, I think for, like, every lineman that gets elected, it's probably, like, nine or ten wide receivers or running backs get elected or quarterbacks. Right. Like, the linemen don't get any love. Well, dude, the thing that I think is funny about it is that the most famous offensive line in football has zero Hall of Fame members. I know, man. Yeah, isn't that a little bizarre? Mm-hmm. And you know we're going to even be more upset. I don't dare I mention that. Uh, don't even mention his name because you know, you know, he's probably going to be right up there too because all those those boys in the the unmatching blue uniforms out there are are plugging for him to be to be uh, elected. Mm-hmm. I read some article today talking about Art Monk, and it was basically like, I don't have anything else to say. His stat should speak for himself. No one should have to say why Art Monk deserves to be in. He retired as the leading reception leader in football, ever, at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. As the game was transitioning much more into a much more catch-happy catch happy, uh, game. You know, nowadays you got wide receivers leading games with like seven or eight, nine receptions a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, running backs doing that, and wide receivers as well, and tight ends. You know, there's a lot more passing nowadays. So compared to some of the people now, the numbers don't quite compare. But in the day, he, he was it. He was leading, leading receptions leader ever. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Well, the cool. Well, the reason why, dude, is he wasn't flashy. He just went out there and did his job. That's true. That's why he's my favorite all-time player. Because mm-hmm. he just did his job. And that is why. It's often the guys that uh, that do their job that, that don't get noticed. Uh-huh. Exactly. Like linemen. Exactly. Or like, uh, you know, long snappers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can compare the greatness of Art Monk to the long, the long snapper, though. What about the red snapper? <laughs> the, red, the red snapper. The red Very tasty. Dude, I'm going to have to get... <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna have to get that um, what you call it, the uh, little sound bite for next week. Anyway, as we mentioned in the intro, um, we're starting to make some changes. We're gonna work on here in the off season to Harry Hog football. 
We're working on a method to. Uh... Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Don't tell him yet. All right, I won't tell him yet. We'll just keep you waiting till the end of the episode. Your secret. That's for later in the podcast. Later in the podcast. You got to wait till the end. That was like a little teaser. But this is what episode? What? What? Where number are we on now? Um, what is it? Like sixty-five or something? I have to look it up. Six sixty-five. I don't know. We're something like that. Yeah. It's almost up to the Derek Dockery episode where we're going to have to talk about why they need to sign him. I think we're. Yeah. Like, hopefully by that point. Hopefully by that point they'll said, hey, we have re-signed him. Is this the Derek Dockery episode? I don't know. I don't know. We're so slack in the off season. Yeah. But but regardless, you know, I did add up the, uh, you know, all the minutes that we have in podcasts. And really, truly, there's, I think we're going on 28 hours of podcasts. You hear that, folks? We're about to break uh, 21,000 hits on our website. Yep. That means we've wasted over 28 hours of your time if you've listened to uh, all of our podcasts. <laughs> Every single one, especially the really bad ones at the beginning. That's yeah, your life, folks. As opposed to the mediocre ones we do now. That's your life, folks, that you're not going to get back. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well have like, taken up smoking and, and wasted part of your life that way. Yeah, but we're better for you. Yeah, yeah. But we're better for you. <laughs> for, you as far as we know, we don't cause cancer or anything like that. Fan. The good thing is, if you really want to take up smoking, you can do that while listening to Harry Hog football, and the two can happen simultaneously. It doesn't happen. Yeah, so you, can, you can just really just waste your life away. You can choose another bat. Oh, going back, uh, speaking of uh, players who have re-signed or have not re-signed, um, Josh and I have both done some checking online here, and it seems that James Thrash uh, signed with the Redskins today through 2009, yeah, uh, restructuring yeah. his contract, I think. Actually, I think it happened on Tuesday. Um, okay. A guy from the Washington Post was reporting it. I think it was, his name is like Jason LaComfora. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a regular on there. Yeah, he's, uh, anyway. Um, he Apparently, James Thrash restructured his contract uh, to get like a two-year extension. And um, and I think they were saying he was supposed to make like $1.3 million. This would kind of bring us into our salary cap uh, talks. But um, anyway, long story short, by doing this, the team like cut like three hundred eighty thousand dollars off the salary cap by by doing this restructure. Plus, you know, and I know other people disagreed, but we said it. I, I'm I'm a fan of James Brash. I think he's a great leader. He has a great attitude. I think he's a good Redskin. Dude, he's a Redskin for I'm life. Listening. So anyway, dude. Right, yeah, I was talking to a. Or I was listening to uh, the Brian Mitchell show. I was talking to Brian Mitchell the other day. I was listening to the Brian Mitchell show on uh, Sports 980, which for some reason I can pick up down here in Virginia Beach. And he uh, he was talking about how James Ash is, in fact, one of those players that is a Redskin, a, life, a true Redskin, a Redskin for life kind of player. So it's good to see that he's not going anywhere because he's, he's a leader. He's still a very valuable player that can still run routes, catch balls, play well on special teams. You know, he's a guy that, that uh, the young guys look up to, and it's good to see that he's uh, he's still in the fold because, you know, yeah, a lot of a really people, cool last name. A lot of people don't realize this, but, but um, okay. you know, like, a lot of people don't put as much um, stock in people like James Thrash, who may be better, like, in the locker room than he is on the field. But like team, Clark. teams need those guys. Yeah, absolutely. They need those guys just that, as much that, as they that need the. Uh, makes a really big difference. Like Ryan Clark was huge. 
Yeah, they need those guys as much as they need the superstars, right. but the fans just don't see it because they're not in there. Right, right. Well, well, you know, the fair weather fans. Well, James Thrash was cool to us when we met him at that Beach Blitz last yeah. uh, June. <laughs> Especially because it was like, we're glad you're back in Philadelphia. And he was like, me too. Yeah, he was like, it's, it's good <laughs> to be back is what he said to us. Anyway, um, so should we, is that the music already? I hear it. I hear it. There it is. I hear it too, dude. This is. All right. That's right, dudes. It's Tom Trivia. Um, in case you didn't hear it last uh, week's Tom's Trivia question, I don't even remember what it was, but we're here. We're gonna find out. Right here. It was. Uh, and I'm lucky if I remember to tie my shoes in the morning. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever it was that got the answer correct last week, I still have to send them the, uh, the, the right. Airhouse football firebox. All right, that was good old Brian Rosenthal who sent that answer in last week. Yeah, I'll send that to you, man. I, I, I still know I need to do it. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll get to you. Um, I believe that the uh, question from last week was... Um, it was the one about the... Uh, You guys remember? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was the one about. It's in front of you before you jump into it. All right, I got it. During, during the Super Bowl um, 22, Redskins 42, Broncos 10, ABC advertised a sneak preview of a new TV show to air for the first time after the post game. Oh yeah. What was that show? This one I knew. This one right off the bat. What is it, John? The Wonder Years. That's right. It was the Wonder Years. And not only did you... Like, I was, uh, I was 13, I think, when that, during that Super Bowl. And, you know, when they, they showed all the previews for that, and they had the two dudes sitting there all working and everything, and then they had that chick walking there. When he's 13, that chick was kind of hot. I know, dude. Yeah, yeah, I remember the Wonder Years. Winnie. Basically... <laughs> dude, Winnie Cooper. Dude, basically me and you were the same age as the kid in the Wonder Years. <laughs> so anyway, um, Brian Rosenthal. Winnie Cooper. Did you say Winnie Cooper? Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Why? It's just funny that you guys are <laughs> Brian Rosenthal <laughs> sent in the answer. Um, he said, uh, he said he had a blast watching the video of Super Bowl 22. Thanks for the prompting because it was on the uh, NFL network. And um, the answer, of course, is the Wonder Years. Hope I win, and I appreciate all your hard work. I love the podcast and look forward to it each week. It's very nice of you, Brian. <laughs> Hope there's more good news to report in 07. All right, so Brian's going to win that um, Terry Hogg theme. Um, speed, good old speed racer, the old standby, um, wrote in the answer. He got it right. Um Oh, no, this isn't anyone. This is someone trying to uh, sell Harry Hogg football some Viagra. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, dudes, that's why it's hard for me to pick through all this stuff because I get all these, like, stocks and and uh, Viagra emails mixed in with the uh, good ones, you know what I mean? Well, you need to put your stamps filter on, dude. All right. Anyway, congratulations to those people that sent in Brian and Speed Racer, and you will get the uh, Harry Hog football theme. Now, moving on to this week's question. 
1990 regular season, the Redskins were crushed 28 to 14 by the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football in what has become known as the body bag game, which we have mentioned quite a bit on this podcast. The Redskins sustained injuries to numerous players, including both their starting and backup quarterbacks. Our third string quarterback, Brian Mitchell, had to finish the game. Question. Name the two quarterbacks that were knocked out of the game. All right, dudes. If you know the answer, go ahead and send it in to redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. I'm at the H-A-R-R-Y hogfootball.com. I know it, dude. I'm posting it on the site right now. <laughs> I know it, too, dude. You know, maybe we'll start putting the Tom trivia question on the website as well as post so people can, like Aaron, can go on there to reference it. Yeah, so that Aaron doesn't have to, like, <laughs> go, run out in his backyard, go to the shed, try to dig up where he wrote it on some scrap of paper that he had out there. Change his new baby's diaper. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wrote it on the diaper. Um, <laughs> Let me dig that out of the garbage. <laughs> Dude, that's messed up. We just got a bunch. <laughs> you know, being a new dad. Yeah, yeah, Aaron especially. Give, give him some slack because he's a new dad. Um, so what else do we have to talk about? Oh, we have some news out of uh, UVA, um, well, University well, of Virginia. Go, who, go? Wahoo, They're, uh They have actually, uh, I think signing day is this weekend coming up, but they have a commitment from none other than the immortal Daryl Green's son to uh, come to UVA to play football there. And he's a wide receiver, right? Jared. Yeah, he's a wide receiver. His name is Jared Green. Uh, he's six foot two and one hundred and sixty-five pounds. But he's in high school, so I guess that's not not too skinny. I bet you he's fast. I bet you he's fast too. I bet you he is. And Aaron, I, I told you this the other day, and I think that was a you made a really good point. It's like, man, he's got to at least be decent because he grew up being covered by his dad. I know. It's like, here, Dad. Um, his name is only like really two missing letters around. It's only like one letter off from his dad. Dude, who can? It's like, it's like who could teach him how to uh, beat a cornerback better than one of the best cornerbacks of all times? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's some tra- good training right there. Like so, he's had 18 good years of training. He's ready. But anyway, we look hey, forward. No, to, man. We look forward to watching him play at Virginia. And if any of you people up in the Northern Virginia area have seen Jared play high school football. Um, yeah, send us an email. Let us know what you think. Up there at uh, Oakton High, up in Vienna. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think, and I'll be watching him down at uh, out there at Scott Stadium this fall. Does he play corner, though? He plays wide receiver. Oh, he plays wide out. Oh, does he? Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, he plays really skinny wide out. <laughs> now, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you guys. Um, it's kind of dilemma that I'm in. And I'm sure you guys will be able to guess which way I'm leaning here and what I'm going to do. I, I don't know, dude. I had a boy. You've got a girl. It's a very different thing. Ha ha. Here's the question. All right. Today at work, we got this uh, company-wide email, and it said, um, feel free to wear your Colts or Bears attire tomorrow in honor of the Super Bowl and show your I team. Don't know where you're in honor of Bowl 41. And show your team spirit. All right. And I was like, that's weak. I want to wear my Redskins stuff. Dude. So then my boss. As well you should. So my manager, who is also a uh, Redskins fan, asked the uh, powers that be 
if we could wear our Redskins stuff? And they said no. Dude, I didn't ask. He did, my boss. Yeah, yeah, that was mistake number one. You don't need to ask that question. You just wear it. Well, dude, what do you think I'm going to do? What are they going to do? Yeah, you should wear it anyway. Yeah, they're not going to fire you. Not only am I going to wear it, I'm going to put a sticker on it that says, not a Fairweather fan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who are you pulling for in the Super Bowl? Um, I don't really care. Well, you got to pick one of them, dude. And whoever it is, you just walk in with all your skin stuff on, and then as you're walking through the hallways, just be like, go Bears. Go Bears. <laughs> Where are you ready? I kind of think I kind of pull for the Bears because of the uh, we need the NFC to win. But on the other hand. Yeah, I, and they don't, play in a, they don't play in a dome. Yeah. And they're like a classic old school team. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, my good pal Mark, who I think we've had on the podcast once, is a Colts fan, so for his sake. Yeah, I'm kind of pulling for Tony Dungy because he got a really raw deal down in uh, Tampa Bay where he got canned, you know, and then they won the Super Bowl the very next year with his team, mm-hmm. Bill. Right. So, I, I mean, I kind of feel for him. I kind of just like to see him win. I kind of just yeah. think I think it's going to be a good game. I, I yeah, pretty much. That seems to be the big thing for everyone. Everyone's like, I just want to see a good football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I mean, uh, the. the uh, the Colts getting there, I was surprised, you know, that, that they pulled it out like that, too. Uh, yeah, their defense suddenly just, just emerged out of nowhere. It's unbelievable. Um, really good what, what else really good stuff do we have on our list to talk about here? We Josh, got, um, you said something about uh, Nate Clemens. Yeah, I read, um, you know, I read basically that uh, I guess Nate Clemens is, in, Clemens is in talk about talks with Buffalo. He might end up going back to Buffalo. Um but uh, he also said that he would be open to um, talk from any other team, including the Washington Redskins. Interesting. Yes. Well, we need a cornerback. You know, that time's coming up soon. I haven't heard anything about Dante Samuel out there, Mr. Interception, this year, um, especially in the playoffs. Guy came up big time in the playoffs, even though the Patriots are out of it. Oh, dude, he was huge in that. That cornerbacks in that Patriots game in the first half, I think I called you, John. It was like, I don't think I've seen a half of cornerbacks playing so well as the Patriots yeah, cornerbacks. Yeah, but they got tired. They just got tired. Dude, they were playing well. They were, like, on it, like perfect plays. Yeah, they were totally on it. Is he a free agent, too? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's probably the number one defensive back that's going to be out there. But he's, he's going to command some big bucks. But can you imagine if they could have him back there um, so Carlos Rogers can cover the second guy? Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Springs. Sean Springs at safety with Taylor. Because, I mean, Taylor can't be any worse than he was last year. He's got to get better. Wait, why would Sean Springs play safety? <clears throat> they're moving. It, they're saying they're going to move him to safety. That's a big rumor going on. Really? Because he's getting old. And, and, and talking about Sean Springs, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about salary cap. He's been on the web looking at uh, looking at stuff this week about the Redskins and salary cap issues. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that they're still they're going to talk about restructuring that contract and whether or not he'll do it. You know, now the stuff that Tandler was talking about is the Redskins taking a defensive end in the with their first pick in the draft. Right, right. We talked about that a little bit last week too. <clears throat> That may be good. I think that's probably. I think that's probably the biggest possibility. Because if they can get a free agent um, cornerback, 
I think personally, out of Philly, right? Um, he's a free agent cornerback. And I think I read that Washington's got I have an interest in, uh, in in taking a look at him as well, as well as the Giants and Buffalo. I mean, they're all looking at him. Oh, yeah, geez, they can't do any worse than who they got. Right? Well, well, dude, this is what I was thinking. Originally, I was like, well, we got to get another cornerback, but we saw what happened with Carlos Rogers. And I think it might be more important at the position of cornerback to have someone that's more seasoned in the NFL, like a free agent. Whereas with the defensive end, he has a little wiggle room and having a, a you know some yeah. some time to learn the position. Right. And um, so that might be a good thing. I would much rather have a rookie defensive end who, oh, I didn't get pressure on the quarterback this time, but it didn't kill us, rather than a quarterback who, oh, I got burned, and now we're down 7 nothing. Yeah, not to mention if we get a – a kick butt um, defensive end that can rush, that takes pressure off the cornerbacks. Yep. Yep. So. And that's, that's been the huge thing. As much as, you know, you got the classy guys out there, like Ronaldo Wynn and everything on the defensive line, mm-hmm. you know, that's good. I'm really happy you're good citizens and stuff, but what was it, 16 turnovers on the year? Mm-hmm. Is that what it ended up being for the yep. year, I think? I'm pretty pumped about Dolston. You've got Champ Bailey and Daryl Green in his prime back there, and they're going to get picked apart with the rush that the Redskins had this year, except for maybe Andre Carter because he started he started to warm up in the second half. Yeah, I think Andre Carter on one end and um, they'll be in shape. And is this this? We all know there's a lot of work that the Redskins need to do on defense. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's been the ongoing topic for weeks. Yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah. I remember what else we were going to talk about. Me and John believe that we have discovered the um, source of the uh, Redskins' dismal season. And Aaron, I got to say, I'm very disappointed. And I got to admit, it was my fault. Yeah, it is Aaron's fault. The Redskins were so horrible this year. For, for every game, if you guys knew us, you would know that for every game we have rituals where we set up things around our viewing rooms, like. Redskins lamps that flash and um, Daryl Green bobbleheads. Daryl Green bobbleheads that we Nothing hit with our finger every time we need a little uh, a good defensive play and stuff like that. But anyway, last season, towards the end of the year, in fact, with like five games left for my birthday, my wife got me a Redskins blow up doll. Dude, shit, dude. <laughs> it was. Just- <laughs> Dudes, it's this huge, like... Oh, Josh. Oh, man, I can't believe you went there. Is it like an inflatable party sheet type thing? I mean, where is it? <laughs> it's like this... You know, dude, it's like one of those little things with the oh, fan dude, in it's it. It's like one of those big Brutus, like, like blow-up Redskin dudes that stands there and looks, like, all mean. Yeah, like... For God's I, sake, don't call it a blow-up doll. Well, you're supposed to put it out on your lawn, but I put... <laughs> dude. <laughs> you're supposed dude, to... Oh, oh God. Anyway, you're and wipe that image from my brain. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like having another dude like hanging out watching the game. Dude, I don't know about the Viking to Viking style, not like not well, like blow up style. Let's have the record straight. It, it, it's an inflatable <laughs> red skin. It's an inflatable red skin. Inflatable red skin fan. There you go. Okay, an inflatable. He's in a uniform. Call it that, an inflatable red skin fan. You guys may have seen them at a, at, a, at a fine retailers across the country, like Walmart. I know what you're talking about. He's like, uh, what, he's like seven feet tall or something, right? He's like eight feet tall. He's eight feet tall. 
He's eight feet tall, dude, because his head scrunches down against the ceiling when I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he like his number double zero or something? Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. And he has a light inside of him. But anyway, <laughs> she got me that last season, uh-huh. and you know what happened? From every game where I had him in there, inflated, um, the Redskins won until the playoffs. <laughs> And then, yeah, he did, but it's true. It's true. This was in the big run where they rattled up those five wins, and then the, the victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who yeah, really start to hate. <laughs> but then, dude, for this season, like at the beginning of the year, I couldn't find him. He was like packed away in some closet, something, and I didn't have him the whole year. And we just found him the other day, so we're good for next season. But I have to apologize to all you Redskins fans for this season. Yeah, we we finally figured it out. You need to, like, blow them up and set them around for the drafts and stuff, too. We're going to need all that luck. <laughs> yeah, Josh, and then maybe we can get some of those Harry Hog football thongs that you uh, designed to put them on them. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, I think you're, uh, you're not helping your cause, dude. <laughs> anyway, dudes, I think that... Uh, oh, man. Did I mention that I'm married and just had a child? Um <laughs> Because I've kind of got this set up here. If, if you if you don't have one, go for it, dude. All right, random redskin of the week. Um, you know, actually, I have two. The first one I picked, I'm, I'm going to mention him, but I'm not going to ever mention him again because I found out this week something really, really bad about him. The first one I was picking was a Todd Bowles, safety at the Temple, uh, Super Bowl team player, played for the Redskins in '86 to '90 and from '92 to '93. Um, he is also an assistant coach for the Cowboys now, so he's cut. Boo. Boo. I've got another I mean, one, I was dude. I'm really shocked to hear that because he was he was the guy that they uh, interviewed, the first person they interviewed for the uh, Cowboys coaching vacancy with the Rooney Rule, um, basically just to, just to cover their butts so they do it, which is even weaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Brandon Redskin of the week is Larry Bowie. Fullback out of Georgia, played for the Redskins during the dark years, 96 through 99. Sweet. Wasn't he like a fullback or something? My buddy, Noah Turner years. Wasn't he a fullback? He was fullback. Ow. Didn't I say that? I asked. I don't know if you did or not. Oh, um, yeah, I did. Yeah. I think that pretty much wraps it up, dudes. Well, let's, let's, let's tell him one more thing. Because uh, you mentioned it at the, beginning of the, uh, at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, the teaser. Um, it's either. Here, here it is. Oh, yeah. Take it away, Josh. All right. So, basically, uh, we've been looking for some ways to uh, interact better with uh, with everybody out there, listeners. So, um, not only can you write us in, as always, at uh, RedskinsFan at HarryHogFootball.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y, HogFootball.com. Right on cue, John. And, but also, um, we have decided and uh, have, have put in place a... Uh, Washington, D.C. telephone number for you. Um, feel free to call this number and uh, spill your guts as to what your thoughts about the Redskins are. Um, we will uh, we will sort through your messages and listen to them, and uh, and we'll put little snippets on the podcast of, uh, you know, things that you might have to say. So, um, you know, call us and, uh, and let us know your thoughts, whatever they might be. Or we'll just uh, use your comments to um, as our topics instead of us coming up with our own. And Tom, if you want to call, and if Tom wants to call in and actually do the trivia, 
we were going to this podcast? Cause I, I checked we would. And there, were, there were a couple of people in and out, but they were like real quick. So I don't know if, uh, you know, nobody really was talking about much. Um, uh, but, okay. uh, but yeah, let me, I'm going to go there right now. But I'm going to give you guys this number. The, um, the phone number is uh, 202, that's a Washington, D.C. area code, 657-HAIL, H-A-I-L, and I believe that's 4245. So it's 202-657-4245, or HAIL. Pretty easy to remember. Leave us a message. 657-HAIL. And, uh, 202-657-HAIL. Uh, let us know what, uh, what you think, what, what you're doing, Redskins, stuff that you might hear on the street, whatever it might be. We're, uh, we look forward to hearing it. So it's 202 202- Six five seven hail. Yes. All right, dude. So yeah, call us up, leave us some messages, and uh, and I guess we'll uh, pretty much talk. That's to you about next it. Time. We we got some more stuff coming uh, for Harry Hog uh, in the in the coming month or so months. Um, some changes and some additions we'll make. We'll make some changes on the website and things like that. But anyway, stay tuned and thanks for listening. As always. As always, especially during the off season, because you know tickets are slim. But we're trying to bring all you guys the uh, the most updated news that we can. And keep your fingers crossed for Art Monk come Saturday. That's right. Saturday they had the uh, the sports writers who, for some reason, vote for the Hall of Fame writers. They're meeting Saturday morning, I believe, at eight in the morning. They debate for hours, and then they announce the vote, I believe, right around 4 or 5 in the afternoon. So keep your fingers crossed, folks. Hopefully we'll have a big Art Monk celebration because I'm so sick of him getting snubbed by those jerks. Mm-hmm. Wear your skins wear, and uh, I'm sure Aaron will blow up his blow up to offer that day. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have my Art Monk jersey on for that day. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm wearing it right now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, guys, Aaron, um, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. Talk to you next week. If you see Cowboys and if you fans, be a Cowboys fan. Yo, Joe Gomb. Uh, my buddy. My buddy. My buddy and me. <laughs>